Welcome to the ShrinkThink Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm here today with Nathan and a special guest, Lisa Mustard, because this is a podcast takeover. We're taking over for the therapy show. Lisa, thanks for being here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me back on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Always have a good time with y'all. Of course. it's We're excited to have you. And uh, would you like to intro your audience to us as well? Yeah. So, hey, everybody. I have these amazing podcast takeover get, uh, hosts this week. Um, <laughs> I can't even get it straight. Y'all. Like, what's even happening? We're, we're, not here we're yet. so confused on our end, but I'm really happy and excited to have the Shrink Think guys on. We've got, uh, I've got Aaron here, Potrats and Nathan Hawkins from Shrink Think. So welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. We are having a great time, and we hopefully will not be so freaking confused about what we're doing that we can just get started and go. So, so speaking of this podcast takeover, Lisa, I'm excited for it because you're here, and it's exciting to be here with you because you're super fun, and we get along, and we have a great time. And okay, we did say before the show we're gonna try to actually talk about stuff and get somewhere, and not just laugh the whole time, but we are gonna laugh. Um, But my first thought is like, okay, this is cool. So what are we doing? What is a podcast takeover? That is a really good question. Uh, So how we are kind of, you know, conceptualizing this is that we are recording one episode and then we're going to take this episode and I'm going to release it to the therapy show podcast. And then you guys are going to release it to the shrink think feed podcast. So if you by chance, listen to both of us, you're going to get double the goodness and well, we don't know when we're going to release it yet. We haven't gotten that far, but you might, you're going to hear this episode on both feeds. So, and we'll, maybe we'll try to release it at the same time, like, in this, like around the same date or week or whatever. Yeah. And then if you're like listening in the car with somebody, one of you could pull up the shrink think podcast. The other one could pull up the therapy show and time it like one, two, three, go and hit play at the <laughs> yeah. same time. Right. And, and give it, it in stereo. <laughs> stream it in stereo. <laughs> and then hit subscribe. And subscribe on both of your phones to both of the shows. We would really appreciate that, y'all. And if you want to give us a rating and review, we'd love that even more. Of course. Gotta plug it. Especially after this show, you've got it, rate and review. Because you'll be like, I just can't not, right? Right. And then you go to the shrinkthink.com forward slash swag. Swag, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get stuff. Whatever the stuff is. Whatever's available. shirt. In your size. (laughs) <laughs> right or a gift for somebody else there you go. so lisa tell us let's let's go ahead and um dive right in and mm-hmm. uh i know your audience knows who you are mm-hmm. and some of our audience may remember you so tell us about who you are and what it is you do on the therapy show 
Sure. Well, um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in the great state of South Carolina on the opposite side of the country of you guys. It's crazy to think that we are in two separate parts of the country. And I have a show, the therapy show where I talk with therapists, um, you know, coaches, marketers, influencers, I mean, all kinds of different people about the amazing world of talk therapy. Some of my episodes do qualify for continuing education contact hours for therapists. So if you are a therapist and you need some CEUs for your licensure renewal, head over to my site, lisamustard.com and look for the half off. You can get your first pod course. I'm an MBCC approved provider. You can get half off your first pod course. And for those um, that are listening that just are interested in therapy, um, you know, maybe they aren't therapists, but they're curious about, you know, how you guys present the, um, what it's like to go to therapy. I also do life coaching for women 35 up, um, who are looking to level up their relationships, their health, their spirituality, whatever, you know, I love working with women in midlife and what else can I promote while I have the second <laughs> Second to do that. Can I, can I just say too that Lisa, you are the real deal too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not one of those life coaches that is just gonna like tell people what to do or how to live their life, but you actually live that stuff out as well. Like, yeah. you know, I've seen some of the growth and the transformation. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but some of the growth that you've done for yourself personally, and it's very inspiring. It's like the kind of thing where it's like when you see somebody actually living it out. And then telling you, it's like, oh, I believe you because you know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, wow. Thanks. That's probably the biggest compliment that I've received um, regarding my life coaching. So thank you very much. Yeah. When I turned 40, I kind of hit this like, oh, in my life and for a number of different reasons, but I worked really hard to figure it out and to making the decision to move forward with reinventing myself at midlife versus kind of having that crisis moment um, and letting that kind of you know, be the obstacle for my forties. I just worked really hard to get it all together and still, and I just turned 50 and man, I I'm excited for my fifties. Like what am I going to learn in my fifties? Cause in my forties, I learned about myself and I learned how to podcast and I learned how to grow a business. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty exciting times. Um, well, sounds tell- like you like to slow down. <laughs> I, actually, I am probably more, I am probably slower than I was six months ago. Kind of just you know, having to reevaluate how I was spending my time intentionally mm. spending my time. Y'all know when it comes to oh, yeah. growing businesses and growing a podcast and still being present for your family and staying committed to your highest values. It's, it, it's a lot, but yeah. Will you tell my audience a little bit about shrink think? And I want y'all to know this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. So my audience, I listen to the shrink think and I, so I go for walks when I listen to my podcast and I can't tell you how many times I've had to stop at a corner <laughs> Because I'm laughing so hard at what you guys are saying. So if you if you love counseling and if you love to have a good time and laugh, you've got to check out Shrink Things. So share more with um, your story with my audience and how you guys got here. Yeah. So, uh, man, it was a bunch of years ago. We basically, uh, well, I was alone and scared and uh, myself. <laughs> and I came and rescued him. <laughs> Hallelujah. It fed, it fed into my rescuer complex. I've right. overcome it myself as well. And then I've been a victim ever since. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So no, what happened was, uh, actually was because when you're in private practice by yourself, you, it's, you really are by yourself. You're mm-hmm. constantly doing phone tag to try to coordinate care. And so I decided I want to do like some kind of supervision group and, uh, and then put it out there, found I knew Aaron from grad school. I graduated a little bit before him, about a year ahead, which makes me better. 
Um, that's just a, that's a rabbit trail really. Anyway. So, so, um, I contacted him and I contacted a couple, couple other people. He knew some people. Anyway, we start doing this group and I'm telling a little bit of the story that I what normally does not get told. Cause I think our audience doesn't probably know this part. Um, and so we really kind of gelled and I was talking about like, man, I want to try to add some office space and maybe get it, do some supervision with some of their clinician. And I was like, I want to do that. And um, I'm like, it, it would be great if we could somehow do something together because a space opened below us. Like we were on a second, well, I was on a second floor. And so anyway, long, skipping a lot, um, it worked out for Aaron to come there. We ended up doing uh, supervision stuff Then ended up being like, both of our individual businesses started growing ridiculous. And then um, we got us a, a second business together where we're partners. And then that group practice is continuing that that group practice is in two locations. Oh. And um, I'm trying to think, go, go ahead and take them. Yeah. And then it was like probably four years ago, we went to a, a conference for therapists, um, like uh, business who were business minded, entrepreneurial and we went there and we had heard about podcasting and I just walked away saying like, oh, this is something I want to do. Like, this is super cool. And Nathan's like, I want to do that too. You're doing it. I have to because <laughs> right. I'm a victim. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's that idea. Like, it's just, it's more fun. It's better to do that, you know, with a partner, with somebody that's, that you know and trust. And so we, um, I just did all the research about podcasting and learned how to do that. Um, just like you did, Lisa, and um, put it together. And we've been now doing the Shrink Think podcast for two and a half years. Actually, you know what? No, this is is this this is two years. This September, it's um three years. Three years. Tw oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> yes. yeah. This is like an the old baby growing so quickly. <laughs> it's like one of those old moments. Like, oh yeah, this was just like ten years ago, and we're like you've been saying that for the last twenty years. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So it's been actually since um, 2020 is when we released the the uh, the podcast. I think we have over 150 episodes. We do, yeah. Um, our kind of tagline is we're trying to bridge the gap between clients and therapists because um, I think both of them need it. There's this huge gap, you know, this huge space between when you go to therapy or if you're a therapist and you're inviting people into your office, um, there are things that you're supposed to know that doesn't get talked about, doesn't get said. And a lot of people don't know that they're supposed to know it until it's like, why don't you know this? You know, and so like there's this, and I'm intentionally kind of describing it like this mystery, this vague misunderstanding, because I think that happens a lot in therapy between counselors and their clients. And so we're just trying to like take some of the stigma out of mental health, but also take some of that guesswork out of that whole process and talk about things openly and describe them from a therapist's point of view with the clients in mind so that if you're just a person that's interested in therapy or counseling, or maybe you do go, that you have some idea of what is supposed to happen. And then you listen and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that was supposed to happen. Or, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Or that that's what therapists are looking for. Oh, I, I can like actually do this better now because I've been listening to this podcast. Yeah. yeah, I think so, pe people are open to therapy, obviously, but a lot of times what we I what I learned, uh, which is why we started um, not why we started the podcast, but why we started another business, <laughs> the third business, <laughs> which is, was shrink think is that 
people don't they don't have necessarily like they're open to therapy but they don't then they show up and they don't really totally understand what's supposed to happen right. like some some kind of magic will happen right and it's kind of like the podcast where you like you do it and you're like okay i have a microphone mm-hmm. what am i supposed to do now right right you right. just do it I'll tell you one thing you don't do what lisa mustard did and go by yourself holy crap i do not know how you do that <laughs> I do the not show? understand it. Like how you can talk like a Jiminy Christmas. And you're just, oh. so yes, for sure. Wow. It's, I don't know. It's not that hard, I guess. Talk, you mean talking about myself doing the solo episodes? Yes. Oh. I did one solo episode when Nathan was traveling recently. And I, I, I remember I was talking to somebody else about it and I said, okay, I'm going to try to be still keep the kind of the humor and the lighthearted, whatever. But like, there's nobody there to bounce off of. I'm just like, I have to like entertain myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's more challenging to do on a podcast. It is. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah, so I love having guests on the show. I love interviewing people. But also what I was finding is that would, you know, people were reaching out, asking me questions like in uh, on social media and like an email about specific topics. And I was like, why don't I just come on and talk about those topics? Because you know, why not? It, it, they're asking questions, give, give the people what they want, you know, it's kind of <laughs> right. the way I look at it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of do it. It's gotten easier. It, I think at the beginning, it's kind of tough, but you, you just, you just do it and you get better at it. Yeah. I, funny story. My husband up until recently said he couldn't even listen to my episodes. Cause they were like, he felt like they, I wasn't authentically me. Cause he knows <laughs> you so well. <laughs> yeah. It was like cringy for him. Yeah, like 15 year old daughter would say she, and, uh, but I'm getting some street cred with my kids because like a couple years ago, I interviewed Lori Gottlieb from maybe you should talk uh, to someone. So, Remember? Like, yeah. That's like on my bucket list. Yes. Oh. I want to do that. Well, I was such a fangirl on that episode. I couldn't, I felt like such a <laughs> dork afterwards, but you know who Emma, Emma Chamberlain is? Can I ever say her name? Emma Chamberlain. She's some influencer, Jen. No, I don't even know what generation mm. she is, but not ours. Um, <laughs> and she interviewed Lori Gottlieb and my 15 year old was like, oh my gosh. You, you, you're like two degrees from Edmonton. I was like, who? So I finally got. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Yeah. Goes, her. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Me and her just go way back. Yeah. And I just booked a, um, an interview with somebody that I'm not ready to say who it is yet, but I got more street cred with my kids when I told them because this person has a show on a streaming service and I've been, we watched the, sh- the show together a little bit and, um, just really cool. So I'm not ready to say that yet. I'll tell That's you awesome. later, but. So stay tuned for so subscribe the to the show. podcast. Subscribe <laughs> can... and listen to find out. I'm like dying now to know. Yes, now I want to listen. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to hear right. that person right now. I'll tell you when it's booked. I mean, we're we're working on getting it ske- scheduled awesome. and booked. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what do we want to talk about today? I know um, we had some ideas. Um, mm-hmm. Is there like a topic that you wanted to bring out for your, for our listeners? For our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I like when you guys talk about on your show and I got really good feedback on mine was attachment styles. And I think this is something that, um, it's kind of picking up a little bit of a trend in the, in the, the social media world of like attachment styles and, um, you know, what that looks like, what are our attachment styles? How do they play out in relationships? Do we have attachment styles? How do we get, how do they happen to, you know, for us, to us? What do we do with them when we realize what we're doing in relationships? Um, and it's all normal stuff, but I, I always like how you guys present the information. And so I thought it'd be cool if we could revisit or visit attachment styles. What do you think? I think that sounds great. I'm totally attached okay. to that. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to start? 
So let's talk about the four different types of attachment styles and there are different names for them, depending on where you look and, and who you follow. But I did two episodes. I broke them up. In, well, it's two episodes on attachment, attachment styles. So I did part one, um, which I talked about um, anxious and fearful avoidant. And then I also talked about avoidant and secure attachments on the second episode. So would you guys be open to like sharing your thoughts on what that looks like, like what an anxious attachment looks like? Oh, Aaron has a great way. He breaks this down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do no, it I, for us. Yeah. This is super fun. Um, I, and I, cause I think it's really relatable. I think if mm -hmm. you're listening, it's like, there's information and it's kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Right. But like, how do you relate to it? Mm -hmm. You got to kind of like get into what does it look like to be this person and how do you experience it? that in a certain sense, I think that describes it a little bit better. So the explanation that I, that we used on our show before that I've really liked is um, it's there, it's this, if you're watching uh, on our, watching this podcast on YouTube, there's like this quadrant thing, right? Where you've got the four quadrants, two on top of each other, and you've got the two different axes. One of them is like my view of myself, which can be positive on one end and negative at the other end. And then the other axis would be my view of other people or my view of you, like my um, the close person or whatever. There you go. Um, and uh, it's is that positive or is that negative? So on the one hand, if I'm OK, so to think about it, like if I have a positive view of myself on the middle axis, um, the other one, it's my view of other people. Is it positive on one end or negative on the other end? So if you've got positive, positive, my view of you is good and my view of uh, myself is good, then it's like, I'm okay and you're okay. We're all okay. Everyone's secure. Mm -hmm. I'm secure. Everything's fine. I'm not really worried about something. So if like something happens, I'm like, you'll be okay. You know, if something happens, I'm okay. We got this. Everything's mm -hmm. fine, right? That's kind of like your in somewhat like regulated, easygoing, secure person. It doesn't mean they don't have feelings. It doesn't mean they're not a human being. It just means they can sort of like roll with the punches in a certain sense in a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you've got one where it's I'm okay, but you're not okay, um, or my view of me is positive and my view of you is negative, then this is where you get your fearful avoidant, like I'm good. I don't know what kind of mess you got going on over there. You're not okay, right? So I'm gonna just leave you alone. You do your thing. I'm gonna be avoidant over here and be independent and whatever, right? Right, kind of like put but, my hands up and wash my hands and walk away sort of thing, yeah. Right, and you kind of yeah. get a sense like from it that there there can be a certain sense of like arrogance mm -hmm. um, sometimes with these uh, avoidant people because they, they're essentially looking at the other person as you've got a problem that you need to fix and it's not my fault. It's not, right. it has nothing to do with me, right? Um, and so there it's, it's just basically, um, and that's it, the avoidant, not the fearful avoidant. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you for mm -hmm. correcting that. That's like your anxious avoidant, right? right? Mm -hmm. Because the avoidant can also this, this kind of avoidant can have some anxious, uh, tendencies as well, where like, you're not okay. And they can have some anxiety. Like, are you going to be okay? Like mm -hmm. I'm concerned about you. Um, but the fearful avoidant is something altogether different. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So then the third one would be if I'm not okay, my view of myself is not great, um, but my view of you is okay. Then essentially what you're saying is I'm an anxious attacher and that's like, I'm not okay, <laughs> but you're okay. Okay. So as long as you're okay, then I'm okay. 
-hmm. And you can kind of get the sense from that. There's like this codependent dynamic, which often happens with anxious attachment, like sort of your classic anxious attachment of like, I need to make sure that you're okay in order for me to feel good. So if anything's going on, what, why, why are you nodding your head? You're what Lisa, what's happening? You're, Oh, Nathan left. Oh no. Is something wrong? Did he reject? Is he, did I say something? Yeah. Did I do something? I I don't know what happened. Like Nathan, it like, doesn't like me anymore. Like did did he Mm -hmm. like left the show? Okay. He's back. Okay. We're okay. Everything's okay. That's like your anxious (laughs) attachment. Right. Yeah. I've seen Um, that a lot. That's probably (laughs) me. I think I had that for a while growing Mm -hmm. up personally. I know we've kind of chatted a little bit, I know offline about our own stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think, like you said, the codependent, that's where, you know, that's going to show up. And imagine two people both being like that. Whoa. In a relationship. Exactly. And like the, you know, we can get into it a little bit more, but like mm-hmm. anxious attach, I'm, I tend to be more anxious attachment mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. they do tend to need more reassurance um, yeah. or they desire that reassurance. So that can be difficult. Um, okay. So the very last one is, um, and you know, I can joke about it, but in a certain sense, actually I have a, I have a tremendous amount of compassion for people in this category because they have likely been through the most or the most um, chaotic kind of an environment, the most inconsistent environment. And it's actually really sad if you think about it um, in a, a, you know, children in their growing up years need a lot of stability and a lot of predictability. And so people that grow up without that can often then um, grow up with this, uh, developing this fearful, avoidant, or disorganized attachment style because nothing was consistent. The caregiver was not consistently there. So in essence, you have the, you're not okay, and I'm not okay. And so nobody's okay. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like- That was scary. Yeah, it, that's exactly how, it, that's why it's fearful, right? Because like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to be in charge. Who's, I have no safety net. I don't know if you're going to catch me. I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. So there's a lot of like fearful, anxious um, inconsistency that's going on for these people. Sometimes they can connect and feel okay. Um, There can be like some spurts of uh, like secure connection. But, you know, if if there's no consistency there, then they are always fearful that something could happen to disrupt that. So it's kind of like that um, anxious attachment style. But because it's just so inconsistent and intermittent, it's all over the place. Great. Okay. So there we go. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Wowzers. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts that come to mind when I when we go over this kind of stuff. Pride connection. Mm -hmm. Well, where do you want to take that? So this is kind of like the foundation of um of like attachment style. Um, Mm -hmm. what do you think your listeners would like to hear, or what where do people kind of need to go with that? Yeah, I think um I think just kind of well, first of all, going over that is just really helpful. It's a good reminder. You know, it's, it's helpful. And I'm sure people listening are trying to figure out like, where am I and what's my attachment style. And, you know, when you explain it like that, um, we all have a way of, of attachment, nothing, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. We all have an attachment style. It can definitely change. I think over the years, when you have mm-hmm. more awareness about yourself and how you're showing up in relationships and the feedback that you're getting from people that you're in relationship with, um, as well as maybe in your job, you can, you'll learn a little bit about yourself and, um, the places where you have to show up and be an adult, you're going to learn <laughs> pretty quick. Like, or maybe you won't, maybe, maybe you, you aren't interested or you're in denial of some sort. I see that a lot. And, you know, it's everybody else's 
fault, not mine. Um, that's probably which attachment style is that? I know. That's, <laughs> Boom, uh, you just got called out. <laughs> which one is it? Who wait? Who got called out? That would be the avoidant. avoidant. Right. I was gonna say the avoidant one. Um, so I think it's just kind of, you know, maybe talk about like how does so. What do you do? Like, what do you do when you realize you have this attachment style and you don't like it? You, you know, that for things to get better in your life, you are the one that has to be different. You can't put it on other people. You finally have that realization. Like I'm the adult here. I'm the common denominator. Maybe it's time that I do a little bit of, um, work on myself. So maybe we should go in that direction. What do you think? Yeah, I think, um, I would add into that because I think it, it's like a double whammy. And in an easy maybe milieu to be able to talk about it is is that same person you're you're thinking of. So you are listening to the show and you're having these thoughts, and you are a parent. So so I, I, it's a little easier, I think, to conceptualize because everybody who is a parent is also an actual adult. Usually, um, usually maybe not every single individual, but if you can think in terms of we know that. If you're an adult and you have a child, you cannot, they are not your peer. So if you can think in terms of, okay, I'm going to work on myself. I have a natural kind of avoidant thing. How do I respond to my child when I have this avoidant tendency? Because you, you can't find your security within your child, but you're still going to, I would argue, especially those parents out there, know this, like you do something or say something and think to yourself, why did I just do that? Right. Because- that attachment's so natural that mm -hmm. you're going to naturally do that everywhere you go with every human. The question is, is how well do you know them? So mm -hmm. working on it, um, I think it might be interesting to consider it from that perspective because you can kind of like, you're, you're kind of doing a some self-evaluation when you're parenting anyway. You so I, I think, yeah, it, I, that's an interesting um, context. Like if you're parenting, it can be really difficult to see or to be, I guess, to discern, is this my attachment style that's happening here? Um, because a kid is just being whatever, you know, they're, they're just doing their own thing. So I guess when I was thinking about it, it was maybe, you know, one thing that if you're listening and you're a parent and you're not really sure, or if you, if you are sure that you have a certain attachment style, but you want to see it in like how does this play out in your parenting you can just ask yourself that whole am i okay are they okay question so if something's happening and your kid is going through something they're you know having some struggle or having some emotion and you can clearly see that they're not okay then you can ask yourself well am i okay and if I'm not, a, if my kid is not doing well, like they're having some sort of a, a reaction to something, a meltdown of some kind, or, you know, we've got, um, we've got a lot of like teenage girls, uh, daughters here um, on the show. So if they're going through some, you know, drama that's happening or whatever, I don't have teen girls, I have boys, so it's a little bit different for me. But if there's some drama that's happening, you can ask like, are they okay? And then I can check in with myself and be like, wait, but am I okay? And that can help you kind of decide like, okay, which attachment style maybe am I? That can give you some awareness, at least to take the next step of like, okay, I'm not okay. In order to be secure, I need to be okay, regardless of whether or not my kid is okay. Right. Yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, I could give examples, you know, from my parenting and from, you know, we have, we have daughters and if they're listening to the show, they're going to hate me for talking about them, but I will be as nondescript as possible. Um, and I'm going to use myself as, as the example, because it is about my parenting style. It's really not about them. So 
I grew up in a um, very chaotic, traumatic, I mean, I would say some trauma here and there. I'm nothing, you know, my trauma is my trauma, of course, but um, child of divorced parents, there's a lot of drama, a lot of chaos when I was middle school age through high school. And so my attachment style is very anxious. I'm a very anxious attacher and uh, attacher, attach, attache. What is it? I'm an anxious attachment style. And I finally started to understand that in my twenties when I went to counseling for the first time. So, and then I became a therapist. So I'm super self-aware. Like I'm always looking at what I'm doing and saying, what just happened? How could I, you know, who did I hurt in this situation? What did I, what did I mess up? Um, and then when I became a parent, uh, I saw myself kind of projecting my own anxiety onto my kids. And that was, um, a wake up call for me. Like you got to get this stuff under control, but I like what you said, Aaron, about asking the question, are they okay? Are they okay? Is she okay? She's okay. How come I'm not okay? It's my stuff. Like it's my stuff in that moment that I'm reflecting on that's coming up. I'm getting triggered, whatever my kids. Okay. So I know it's my work. Right. And I, I see that my husband will tell me that I can be a little bit of a helicopter mom at times. So I have to work really hard on not doing things for my kids that I know that they're old enough to do for themselves. I have to, I, I, because I didn't have that growing up. I didn't have somebody there doing things for me. So I feel like, well, they missed out. I missed out. I missed out on having a parent do these things for me. So I want to make up for that and be that parent that I never had And mom. If you're listening, I love you not throwing you under the bus. It's just whatever we've talked about this, but, um, so yeah, I find myself trying to make up for the, the childhood I didn't have, but yet my kids don't need me to do that. Right. It, it, it's like this, it can be a very crazy feeling at times. Thanks for listening to part one of this episode. Subscribe to our show to get notified of part two, the second half of this conversation, where we talk about attachment styles and parenting. We hope you enjoyed this podcast takeover of the therapy show with Lisa Mustard. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.